chandeliers, converts, and cardinal virtues. The following are saints who converted to Catholicism. This article shows how these saints imitated the four cardinal virtues as outlined in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, Prudence. Edith Steen was born in 1891 in Breslau, Poland, the youngest child of a large Jewish family. She was an outstanding student and proficient in philosophy. Eventually, she became interested in the Catholic faith and in 1922, after reading the works of Saint Teresa of Avila, was baptized. Eleven years later, Edith entered the Carmelites and was sent to the Carmel at Holland. The Nazis rounded up all Catholic Jews in Holland on the 2nd of August 1942, and Teresa Benedicta was arrested by Gestapo while she was in the chapel with the other sisters. Her last words to be heard in Eck were addressed to Rosa, her sister. Come, we are going for our people. Most of the women and children were sent to Auschwitz-Birkenau, where they died in the gas chamber soon after their arrival. Eyewitness accounts of Teresa in the transit camps describe her as calm and composed, practical, compassionate, a peaceful influence on all around her. Teresa commented, I never knew that people could be like this. Neither did I know that my brothers and sisters would have to suffer like this. I pray for them every hour. Will God hear my prayers? He will certainly hear them in their distress. When she was canonized in 1998, Saint John Paul II called Edith Steen a passionate seeker of and devotee to freedom and faith. He said, the love of Christ was a fire that inflamed the life of Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. Long before she realized it, she was caught by this fire. Prudence is the virtue that disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. The prudent man looks where he is going. Saint Teresa was dedicated to finding the truth, sharing the truth and living out the truth even though this ultimately led to her death. Saint Josephine Bakita, Justice Saint Josephine Margaret Bakita was born around 1869 in Sudan. As a child, Josephine was kidnapped by Arab slave traders. For many years, she would be bought, sold and given away numerous times. She spent so much time in captivity that she forgot her original name. She was brutally abused and left with 114 scars on one occasion. In 1883, the Turkish general sold her to the Italian vice-consul. He was kind and she begged to be taken with him to Italy. She was given away to another family and became their nanny. When her mistress decided to travel, she placed her in care of the Canossian sisters in Venice. Josephine came to know about God and was deeply touched and discerned a call to follow Christ. When her mistress returned, Josephine refused to leave and remained resolute. This led to a complaint to Italian authorities on her behalf. The court found that slavery had been outlawed in Sudan before Josephine was born, so she could not be lawfully made a slave. For the first time in her life, Josephine was free. She chose to remain with the Canossian sisters. She was baptized on January 9, 1890 and became a novice with the Canossian Daughters of Charity and took her final vows on December 8, 1896. She was known for her gentle voice and smile. 
She even went on record saying, If I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me, and even those who tortured me, I will kneel and kiss their hands. For if that did not happen, I would not be a Christian and religious today. She always remained joyful. If anyone inquired how she was, her profound reply would be, as the Master desires. Justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. Justice was not upheld in St. Josephine's life as a slave. However, she was later set free and dedicated her life to God. Incredibly, she did not resent her slave traders, but instead loved them for leading her to Christ and thus rising above the world's view of justice and extending forgiveness. Blessed Bartolo Longo Fortitude Bartolo was born to a devout Catholic family in Italy but began to lose his way after his mother died. In his confusion, he got involved with the occult. Soon, he was consecrated a satanic priest. He began to conduct satanic services and to preach against the church. His family tried to change his mind without success. Professor Pep, a Catholic professor, began to meet with Bartolo and forced him to confront the state he was in. He eventually convinced him to see a Dominican priest who, after many discussions on the Feast of Sacred Heart in 1865, was able to welcome Bartolo back into the church and give him absolution. After that, as a voluntary penance, Bartolo worked in the Neapolitan Hospital for Incurables. He prayed, making a promise of celibacy to serve God with all his heart. He tried to do reparation by returning to his Satanist hangouts, holding up the rosary and publicly renouncing his old ways. I heard an echo in my ear of the voice of Friar Alberto, repeating the words of the Blessed Virgin Mary, One who propagates my rosary shall be saved. After hearing this, his life was dedicated to promoting and imitating the mysteries of the rosary. He built Pompey's famous Basilica of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary, founded elementary schools and orphanages, and wrote books on the rosary. It was from the Blessed Bartolo's writings that Pope John Paul II found the idea of the luminous mysteries. Fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles in the moral life. Despite completely losing his way and becoming a satanic priest with the grace of God, Blessed Bartolo was able to not only return to faith, but also persevere and become a beautiful witness of God's mercy. Saint Kateri Tekakwita Temperance Saint Kateri Tekakwita was born in 1656 in the Mohawk village of Osirninon. She got smallpox at foe, which scarred her skin, a source of humiliation. Her whole family died during the outbreak. Kateri was then raised by her uncle, who was a chief of a Mahok clan. She was known as a skilled worker who was diligent and patient. At the age of 19, Kateri Takakwita converted to Catholicism, taking a vow of chastity and pledging to marry only Jesus Christ. Her decision was very unpopular with those around her. They could not understand why she refused to work on Sundays, and so they would not let her eat on Sundays. Some would throw stones at her and insult her as she would walk to the chapel. 
On one occasion, her uncle even sent a warrior to frighten her as he pretended to attack her with a hatchet. To avoid persecution, she had to travel to a Christian native community south of Montreal. According to legend, Kateri was very devout and would put thorns on her sleeping mat. She fervently prayed for the conversion of her fellow Mahogs. She often fasted and when she would eat, she would taint her food to lessen its flavor. Only a year after making her vow, she became extremely ill. On the April 17th, during Holy Week, Kateri Tikakwita passed away aged 23. Those who assisted at her death were honored to witness a miracle, the first of many that would be credited to her. Although St. Kateri's face had been scarred by smallpox her whole life, as her soul ascended to heaven, her skin became clear and radiant. Temperance is the moral virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. It ensures the will's mastery over instincts and keeps the desires within the limits of what is honorable. Saint Kateri practiced extremely severe fasting as penance for the conversion of her nation. It was remarkable that she managed to do these things not just for her own good, but for the good of others.